Welcome to What's That About with Joel and Tina. Yep, we're back. <laughs> I think Joel's surprised. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good thing. Three times. It's yeah. good. We're on yeah. a roll. I hear that like a lot of podcasts die before they hit the 100 episode on Mark. I have no idea how many episodes we've done. But Total? We, we've died so many times, I don't know if we're actually killable. So, yeah. Anyway, we're back. So, this week we are in Galatians yes. chapter 5. Yes. Verse 13. Yes. Do you want to read it? Sure. Okay. Uh, this is from the NIV. Uh, we definitely have several different translations here. We'll go through several different ones, especially if there is uh, some differences. But this is the NIV, the New International Version. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Right, so the, the New Living Translation calls it... Um... Not to satisfy your sinful nature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's this word in uh, Greek, sarx. Oh, the body? Yeah, which just means flesh. Right. It means the literal body. It's not... Right. So, like, sinful nature here is a little misleading because that could be a lot of different things. But the actual mm-hmm. Greek here is the, the word for body. Yeah, so that makes it a little bit more specific. Right. Like, don't use your freedom just to fill your belly. Or fill your eyes or do whatever, you know, your body feels good at. That's not what freedom is for. So it's kind of like that Proverbs, uh, a little resting, a little slumber. (laughs) A little folding of the hands. hands. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's this idea that like the body left to its own devices will call us to um, inertia. Well, it'll call us away from God. It'll it'll call us away from faith. I mean, our body is not faithful. Well, and I think that our our faith background yeah. has a very not a, not a very unique, but it does have a specific statement within that. We do believe in original sin. Yes, we do believe that sin is is in the humanity yeah. at large from birth. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I think that that does influence that idea that the sinful nature right. will, like, that the body itself will lead you astray. Right. And I think that that's a difficult thing because, mm. you know, like, there has to be this fine line of I need to be able to trust my body mm-hmm. for certain things, mm-hmm. but if all I ever hear is that my body is untrustworthy, then it can put you down a different path in which you. Right. Right. Well, I think this is a specific case. And so instead of going every different direction, the text specifically talks about freedom. And hey, freedom is great. Right. Freedom is is an amazing thing. But here, Paul is saying that freedom doesn't mean do whatever you want. Freedom doesn't mean that every choice is equal. He is saying here, listen, you're called to be free. That's fantastic that's amazing that's what christ has done but there is an expectation of what we're going to do with that freedom that it's not just up to us individually to do what we're going to do in fact it's about the context of the community rather serve another in love so what do you think about that quote that um 
Nobody is free unless everybody is free. Oh man, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I understand some of the sentiments around that, this idea that if you're within a community and you're celebrating your freedom and that somebody in your community is not able to celebrate their freedom, then you might have an issue on your hands. Well, I think it actually points more towards this, this mm-hmm. idea that like if you have freedom mm-hmm. and you are just using it to benefit yourself, mm-hmm. that's actually slavery to self. Okay. If your freedom should should draw you into the freedom of others as well. Mm-hmm. Like that if, if it's just for me, like if Jesus just saved me mm-hmm. for me and, and what I want to do and for my goodness and Jesus didn't save me so that I could also help others. Right. Then then what is that? Right. I mean, is that really salvation? No. But in this case, salvation is freedom to love one another. Right. Not freedom for ourselves. And that's like, that's a pretty significant difference between that, the two. It sounds, it's like very circular there. Like, I'm, I am free. Right. And because I'm free, yeah. I don't have to worry about my sarks. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about my bodily pleasures. Mm-hmm. And instead, I can focus on helping others walk in that freedom too. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that is the greatest freedom that we can ha- experience within this fleshy little body that we have. <laughs> that, you know, if, if you can eat whatever you want and you use it to overeat while others go hungry, mm-hmm. is that freedom? Mm. The, uh, the NASB uh, has a great little addition here in the translation. It says... Do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. It's really like an interesting, different way of looking at it. As though to say, okay, we're free. What do you do now? Right. And, you know, that's a lot of problems that people have, for example, when they get out of prison. Is they get out of prison or jail and it's, well, what do I do now? Do we go back to the life that you lived before? Or do you make different decisions? And on a spiritual level, that's the exact same choice that we have as well. Where... We're given this freedom. Does that mean that we keep going back to the place that we were without Jesus? Or do we make a different decision because of him, because of the freedom that he has given us? So I like that word opportunity there. Right. Um, Don't turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. And I think Paul's saying that here because he knows that's our inclination. That we have this natural inclination to turn our freedoms into self-service. Well, and he talked about the thorn in the side. Yeah. Which, you know, I think is the flesh. Well, it <laughs> says thorn in the flesh is what he says. Right. Yeah. Like, like it is the sense of like... That's in I'm, Second Corinthians. I'm free, but mm-hmm. at the same time, this body mm-hmm. that I'm living in... Yeah, betrays him too. Yes. Right. So, I mean, that's the great thing about Paul is that he is very aware of not just... Uh, the community at large or other Christians, but he's so aware of himself and he is so aware of how his own shortcomings play into what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And he doesn't try to cover that up. Well, that's one of the benefits of slow travel. (laughs) You know, like Paul couldn't just like hop on a plane and end up in this next location. He literally had to take each step and, 
and think about like, well, where, where was I and where am I going and what could I have done differently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so like today, uh, I, I've been struggling mentally with thinking about interactions that I've had with people over the last three or four days as I've had an increase of people interactions. And so I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Man, I wonder if they took that the wrong way. Oof. Ah, oof. <laughs> and then finally it was like, okay, this is just something that's going to happen. Okay, if you, when you interact with more people and you have less control over the conversation, a byproduct of that is that you have more conversations to think about. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it just is what it is. And by, by saying that to myself, I gave myself freedom to no longer indulge that conversation of, oof, you know, Mm. I totally should not have said that to them. Um, And to instead be like, okay, well, let's, let's move on. Let's think about how we're going to interact next time. What, what sort of things can I say now? Like now that that's been said, do I need to follow up with anything else? Do I need to make more contact with this person and, and make sure that it's clear my, my stance on anything. So I think that that's sometimes what freedom is, that it's not that you're always going to be like, Oh, I got everything right. And I, and I did exactly what I should have done. It might mean that you do it wrong and that you recognize that it was wrong. And then you have the opportunity to do it right. Mm -hmm. And that's going to happen a lot. I mean, that's just us being us. That's being humans. Is we're not fully holy yet. We're not fully transformed. It hasn't happened yet. We're on this journey. And so it's the recognition that it's going to happen. To have grace for yourself. And maybe that's what it means also to love the community. You know, serve one another in love. Maybe it also means that we allow each other to have more grace. Because there is this temptation, there is these mistakes that we make about serving ourselves poorly and misusing the freedoms. And so to serve one another in love maybe means that we offer each other more grace. Well, <laughs> and, and for the longest time, I've always felt, not always, for the longest time I have felt uh-huh. that um, not taking offense in the first place uh-huh. is a good goal. That getting to the place where I'm not easily offended, not because I don't love or because I don't care, but because of a form of humility and mm. grace, you know, that that's a huge goal for me personally. And, and I suck at it on a regular basis. <laughs> but at the same time, I, it's there, this underlying statement of why are you offended mm-hmm. and do you need to be offended or do you need to be something else? And, and I think that part of that service, mm-hmm. being loving towards others, is, is mm-hmm. also this idea of mm-hmm. not being offended in the first place. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the Greek indicates here um, that it says the word love each other is agape love. Oh. So that, that's an even a stronger indication. You know, this is so not... agape love is the God love, right? Yes. Like it's loving each other in a way in which God loves. Right. So which is without reservation, without qualifications, unconditionally, without merit, unearned. <laughs> I think that sometimes we forget that unmerited love exists. Mm-hmm. 
because we have so much give and take within all of our relationships. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, like, to have unmerited mm-hmm. and just to, like, love everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, even within the Christian church, to find people that just, they just loved everybody mm-hmm. is still kind of rare. Oh, but it's an amazing thing. I mean, what a great quality to have somebody that you know that just absolutely loved you and that loved everybody and that's a such an amazing quality and yet it is rare because we do like we do put conditions on our love and so that's what we're to use our freedom for we're to use our freedom to love each other unconditionally and think about if we thought about freedom like that because you know uh Independence Day here in the United States was just a couple days ago. We love talking about freedom. We love talking about liberty. But we don't usually connect freedom with love. But here, that's exactly what Paul's doing. He's connecting freedom and the freedom we've been given by Christ with love directly. So it all leads back to love. What do we do with love? How do we receive love? How do we give love? How do we understand love? Recognizing that love is not an emotion or a feeling. It's a verb. It's an action. Uh, it's something that we do. It's something that we show. And that's just such an important quality in any community, uh, but especially the community of faith. So as we've been talking about this. I've been thinking about my own personal journey yeah. with, um, with food. Mm. And so like the last couple of years I've been... So, I mean, like, if you've been with us, you know that I have a long-standing history of dieting and um, food control situation. And so, I think it was, like, at the end of 2019, start of 2020, I picked up this book called Intuitive Eating, and I've been working through that. And um, part of part of that journey is you come to this place of, here are all my food rules, and let's see if any of them are any good. Like, let's see why they're there and and how they got there. And part of receiving freedom within that relationship of food, it was going through and breaking all these rules. Mm. And so, um, and part of that too is you desensitize yourself to certain things. So, you know, for a while I got ice cream every week until it was like, oh, ice cream, I don't want anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there were a couple of different foods that I had to do that with. But now, two years out, I don't use my freedom to eat ice cream every day. I use my freedom to fuel my body with good nutrients that it needs to perform the the events that I need. It, it Sometimes it means that I, I eat a little bit before I'm hungry because I won't have access to food at a later time. You know, different things. And so, like, that journey, I think, for me, has been helpful because I had to let go of the rules. I had to accept the freedom, but then I had to use the freedom for love. I had to use that freedom not to indulge my body because my body would probably uh, enjoy cakes and cookies at most every meal. Right. Right. Hmm. So I, I, the reason why I bring that up is because I think that that's true for all of us. If we've been in a restrictive place, 
if we've been in a place in which we haven't had freedom, sometimes we're going to go beyond what is good for us into that realm of freedom in order to find where we should be in order to seek what's best for ourselves, what's best for others. And that's part of the growing process. Like, you can't just expect to be like, listen, I'm living by the rules and... And I'm, I'm controlled by all these things. And mm. you wake up one day and you're like, no, I'm no longer controlled. I'm going to go out and love my neighbor. Yeah. You're not going to get it right every time. No. So I think we all have these, these areas in our life that have exerted control over us. And once we've found freedom is to learn new habits and new behaviors um, of loving, of what it means to be faithful and that's a journey for everybody. So just want to encourage everyone out there who's listening uh, that God is for you and not against you. So are we. Yes. Like there are people out there who are rooting for you that don't even know your name. And mm. you definitely don't know their name. Yeah. But but they're praying for you. Yeah. Um, and they're praying for freedom for you. And they're praying for love. And they're praying that the Holy Spirit come into your life and fill you and change you to become the person that you were created to be. Amen. Amen.